3: In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living.
1: Welcome everyone to the Walking Dead TV podcast episode 304. This is Russ, and joining with me are Daryl Taylor. Hello. Aaron North.
2: What I like is that every other week, you either wait for us to say hi, or you just go right through, right through I, the names.
1: So there's no consistency. On our I, I got to make sure you're paying toes. attention. <laughs> like, you got to keep yeah. you on your feet.
2: I'm always yeah. paying attention. I am here to I'm here to play, guys. Let's do this. Find me.
0: <laughs> Richard. Jumped hi, up, I'm jump. Aaron Newworth. I mean, I'm... Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start it over. Let's take it over. Take two. Take two. Do it live. I'm Daryl Taylor. Hi. Oh, damn it. Take hi three. <laughs> Not prepared.
2: Why, why is Jim pulling a get out on this podcast? <laughs> <I
0: don't know. laughs> oh yeah. How do you think about that? I just want to make this joke before we start on the episode. Uh mom, can we have stormtroopers? We have stormtroopers at home. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so That's I thought I'd pull on these guys.
1: Yes. So it is a full house, as you can hear. Food, food club store Richard, Richard children. <laughs> I did say oh. that. He, he, did, okay. he did, yeah. He did. He's there. Rich is there. I got All caught right. up at
2: the gym stuff.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. i, I just right with out. my finger on the applause button, but now I'm just not even sure if I'm going to use it. Guys, I'm <laughs> in a good mood. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this
2: is-
0: Cut that out. <laughs> okay. So here the we chil- Put the children back in the box now.
1: That's right. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. Uh, we, I Do not Do we have any news? We don't have any news.
2: I didn't see anything, anything about
1: the, the Rick Grimes movies. <laughs> yeah, not, <laughs> not, not yet. Rick Grimes movie watch continues. <laughs> <laughs> start,
2: start the countdown. He's <laughs> got
3: some horror movie coming out. Is it what? Isn't, doesn't Negan have some horror movie
2: coming out?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the actor does, yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Morgan's—I
2: forget what is it called because he did he did that one a long time ago. That was oh, a Jewish horror movie, and now it's a now it's a Catholic horror movie. So he's the, the unholy. unholy.
0: The unholy. There oh. it is.
2: Yeah. I look forward to his um, his Muslim horror movie and his <laughs> Buddhist horror movie. <laughs> yeah. there's the film that'll get me back into the theater.
4: What about the Kwanzaa? Really?
2: Yeah, the Kwanzaa horror movie, a Bahai horror movie. <laughs> oh. uh, I don't know what um, the Inuits practice, but I'm you know I'm willing Festivus. to learn. Festivus, sure, Festivus horror movie. Yeah. Him and Jason yeah. Alexander uh, have to. <laughs> there was by. there was
0: already an Inuit horror movie in the eighties with Tony Curtis. It was called The Manitou. Look it up. Ooh, oh okay. I remember. I remember. yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the VHS behind me.
1: Look oh, at I'm Jim sure. pulling that out of his back pocket.
0: Dang. I have You're so like- much useless knowledge in my brain, dude. Don't listen to enough things on, you'll you'll hear. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this. Is this like secretly the geekiest
2: podcast? This Walking Dead show that we do, where we reference the Bandit Two. I would say so,
1: man.
2: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no we
1: take some here. deep deep cuts <laughs> in, in, on this show sometimes. Um, it's a deep
2: cut. I like to think that the audience is always learning when they listen to this episode. These episodes. Yes, I. That's what we're here
1: So not in news per se, but something I think I'm going to try. Maybe if I can do it next episode, or try and do it for the next episode. I I got, a few weeks back, I got an Oculus Quest 2. um, And one of the games on the Oculus Quest is, there's a Walking Dead game on there. um, And and it's actually highly rated, and um, it... it, For a Quest game, it's it's kind of expensive, but for gaming in general, it's not that expensive. It's like 40 bucks or something, but um, it looks really cool, because you could do, like... Um, like sniper stuff, where you have different weapons, so you could actually like look through a sniper rifle and and shoot stuff. You can oh, you got my attention. You can already. throw like throw grenades or throw bricks and stuff. There's you know oh. di- just different you know bow and arrow, different you know crossbow, different kinds of weapons. Um, and then you, you know it because it's the whole VR thing. You can like reload it and and stuff like that. So. I, I've been kind of putting it off, but uh, but I might give it a whirl. And if I do, I'll, maybe I'll talk about it next week. Um, oh, cool,
0: cool. I do have some t- some tangential news, if if I may, please. It's about another Robert Kirkman creation that's coming out this week. Oh yes, with Academy oh. no- Award nominated Stephen Yeun as Invincible. Yes, uh-huh. uh, and the cast. The reason I mentioned it: not only is Stephen Yeun from Walking Dead on it, but also Lauren Cohen, Chad mm-hmm. Coleman. Michael Cudlitz, Lenny James, Mark, Ross Marquand, and Sunakwa, Martin. How'd they land
3: all those
0: big names? And it kind of be a war booter
2: J.K. Simmons is also not part of the walking. And uh, been, Mark, right? don't forget Mark Hamill too. Mark yeah. yeah. Hamill. How did they not? Han- Kerry Sandra Payton's got
1: to be doing a voice <laughs> yeah. for that show, right? Carrie Payton is doing a voice
2: in that.
0: I was gonna show. say he. Yeah, yeah. Zedro was also. It was created by Robert Kirkman. Same dude. Yeah, it's
2: a
4: good three episodes so far.
2: Yeah, I've I've seen the. I'm taking them slow because I'm taking notes because I'm going to be reviewing the show. But um, I've seen the first two, and, and Invincible is like pretty much my favorite comic series of all time. So I'm very happy with what I've i have seen. I love that series. I have
3: all of the hardback editions. I just I, I I like it more than The Walking Dead as far as
0: Kirkman stuff goes. It's a great it's a great comic and uh, mm-hmm. the series. Has this, I mean, for the rest of us mortals who don't get screeners. It comes out March 26th. Yes, so it'll, be a, it'll be the uh, first three episodes all
2: debut at this on the 26th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's well, cool, would,
1: and they're yeah, long, yeah. right? They're like 40 minute, 50 yeah, minute it's episodes. Like, it's like it's like an hour show without the commercials. Yeah, nice. Kirkman
2: pretty much. Berkman was on, yeah. uh, Kirkman was on uh, Kevin Mark and, um, Batman Beyond this
3: weekend. I watched that, and he was talking uh, about that. It's going to be, um, and it's pretty much he said what Amazon's new or the the uh, formula they're going to go by from now on: drop three, then one per week.
1: Mm. That's cool. Yeah.
3: Apparently, it worked really well with the boys, and so they're going to start doing that with the. Yeah, I'm very,
0: I'm very psyched to see it.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I'm very, very pumped yeah. for it too. Comics are great,
0: but anyway, let's talk about Kirkman's other creation.
1: Yes, The Walking Dead. This is episode twenty of season. Ten, that's right. Episode twenty, um, Splinter, mm-hmm. and uh, so even though this is a princess-focused episode, yeah, um, she's episode crazy
0: is. and from Pittsburgh. How could I have not have dated her? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> the recap this week is done by Eugene, and again, these recaps. Just, I don't, I don't know what to say about these recaps. Uh, they just. <laughs> They just seem like the strangest, most disappointed.
2: This recap had the chance to be more Eugene. They're like, no, "Yes." Read. I was like, "That's a disappointment." Yeah. The way
3: Eugene, I don't know, the cadence of his, I don't know. It just reminded me of Merle Haggard whenever that he would recap the beginning of a Dukes of Hazard episode.
1: I don't know. He had more that personality. Was, uh, that was
0: Waylon Jennings, actually. Or Waylon Jennings, Merle yeah. Haggard. I don't know. Merle Haggard. He also wrote the theme song to Dukes of Hazard.
1: The, oh, the, wow! Uh,
3: guy. But you know, anyway, that's what I thought of. I'm like, man, this is really cheesy sounding. Hmm.
1: At least they're at least well, they're uh, they're continuing the theme, right? Like they're not doing anything different no. this week than they did the w- weeks before. Um, so th- this, well, episode, Eugene Ezekiel Yukimo
0: and, uh, yeah. and Princess and Kirta, uh, oh, he's in trouble now. How are they gonna get <laughs> out of this? And a hog time swindled. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Waiting for Uncle Jesse to come bail him out. Um, So this week is kind of a princess perspective episode. Um, And and again, filming during COVID, I I think a clever way to handle um, uh, some of the story. I didn't think that we would really come back to the main story of the show. Um, and, And this is almost like a like a slice of time, I guess, like this, the, yeah. you, you're kind of putting things back almost where they started with, like, you know, for, for the next season. So it, it's not like they did anything, because at first I was like, man, they're, you know, they're going to dive into who these people are and what's going on. And then when you get to the well, we'll get there eventually, but when you get to the end of the episode, they kind of put the pieces back where they were kind of at the start of the episode. So this is not a nice little detour, but... Uh, Again, I think the the focus and the purpose of this is just to give us a little more perspective and a little more history and information on uh, on the character of Princess because you know obviously of all of them in this ep- in this episode um, she's the one we know the least about so
4: yeah I love how she says you Miko <laughs>
0: what a what a twist. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the second they threw her in the train car, it's like, okay, so we're going to be in here the whole episode. Like, I, did, I didn't think yeah. the status quo was going to change very much based off just the nature of the show, mm-hmm. these episodes right now. And just, yeah, that makes sense. We're doing mm-hmm. specific episodes. Might as well do one that's focused on the newest character. It's yeah. just the right way to go as far as she's going to be a factor in this next season. So you might need yeah. to know some things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even my notes for this episode weren't, I mean, they're barely a page. So. <laughs> um but it, it's the episode starts kind of where we ended last season where they all are surrounded by what are conceivably these stormtroopers/ commonwealth uh, uh conceivably commonwealth uh soldiers it, it is funny the, the whole stormtrooper vibe i mean jim you mentioned it bef- before we got started but um i you definitely got a real stormtrooper vibe from the <laughs> whole like chatter as they walk around oh to, yeah um you know, never really kind of seeing their faces, except except for the one guy.
3: I, I was waiting to hear what A numbers were.
1: Huh? You cut what out there, buddy. Yeah, you want
3: to I was saying I was waiting to hear what their TK numbers were.
1: Yes. Yes. That that'll be the next. Uh... That
0: was a Star Wars joke, everybody. Yes.
1: yes. Instead of the five zero first, they'll be the the whatever the Commonwealth. Uh, well, uh... Yeah. You like have to build your own armor to be a part if of. You ask
0: me. <laughs> uh, mm. Food Club Stormtroopers. Yes. <clears throat> just as good as name brand. Kirkland Troopers.
1: <laughs> hey, they're why they're you know why all they needed was just the the like remember when you're a kid and it, like if you bought generic anything it was just the the white can with the military lettering on it. You know, they just, they just, you know, needed like soldier or something across the back. Um. Anyway, so the episode starts again where we kind of left things off last season. They're all surrounded, asked to drop their weapons. They're all being gathered up, and Yumiko, or Yumiko, um, Princess makes a tries to make a play for one of the soldiers' guns who quickly moves out of the way, and then Yumiko tries to, you know, they they try and go after her. She try, tries to stop them from doing it, and Yumiko gets smacked in the head with the butt of a rifle, um, and then they all get separated. And that whole bit with her making a jump for the weapon keeps playing over and, like, and over again. It, yeah. What did you guys, did you guys make anything out of that? Was that them trying to say, like, she was trying to relive that moment in her mind of, like, she made a mistake? Or oh, she, yeah. Yeah, or, she
2: made a mistake. Oh, no, yeah.
4: she made It got somebody hurt, and she didn't want that. She's got that. Eight, I mean, she, she's had any number of, of mental um, it, it, issues where you just hold on to something, you know, over and over and over again to the point where she can't turn it off
3: this is where she broke with reality for a while. I think that she has like some sort of dissociative disorder or something like that. But, uh, oh, she does. I think from the point of that whole thing with the rifle and then her get going into the train car, from that point on until they come out, bring her out of the train car at the end, is all playing out in her mind.
4: Oh,
1: oh, no, I don't, I don't it, think so.
4: No, I don't it's think a that's splinter. the splinter. I think it's the, when when she looks at the splinter, when she's digging out, that's when it
3: But I'm off. just saying, Yumiko in the next car was all in her head. Eugene in the other car was all in her head. All of it's in her head, up until the point that the truth comes
2: in, that she does take the life. I'm not against what, what Rich is saying. Uh, I, no, I, I don't,
0: think that's, I, that checks out. I mean, I don't think any of this really happened. I, I, well, I watched the extra. Oh well, enlightenment thing, Doctor.
4: And she, the uh, as she was talking about it, the reason why they they named it Splinter was one because of she gets the splinter and then that sets her off. That that triggers her from there, in terms of splitting, you know, and kind of splitting off into her own little universe of what's happening after that. They were talking about. And
2: I mean, all the Yumiko and Eugene stuff happens after she gets the Splinter. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of it's real. Hey, we're all right.
1: How about that? Yeah.
2: I mean, ultimately, the Eugene and Yumiko stuff doesn't really matter if that's real or not. But, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, but, yeah. but, yeah, well, but a,
1: they make a it's point of... part of her
3: reasoning with what has happened and how she feels she's part of the cause of it. And that is how she's processing it in her psycho mind.
2: I do. I mean, like the, the thing that gets me though is like if you if it comes down to she's imagining Eugene. I know we're skipping ahead, but it's like, well, she does a really good Eugene impression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. She did a good Ezekiel. I mean, she had a, huh? I mean, he's a little. Like, you know, he's a little less complicated than fucking Eugene. Speak.
4: <laughs> like, That's true. That's true. <laughs> but I think you would think that the soldier part is the really happened, right?
2: Oh no, the soldier's there. Yeah, oh, no,
4: okay. no, we're not. Oh, the
3: soldier, baby, there. No. It, okay. it happened. Even that soldier she was imagining, Ezekiel, doing it. So everything that happens from the splinter point, I guess, until they bring her out of the car with the hood, is right. all in her head.
1: Yeah, the only thing that throws me off is is just they make a point of she didn't answer the questions from the guy that questioned her. Right. But, but that was weird because we never saw his face. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're getting ahead, but.
2: Wait, are you, okay, are you assuming now that they, that they never did the questioning? I well, mean, the questioning happened, but I don't happened. I don't think we're saying that. I just think we're yeah. in terms of every in terms of her seeing her friends in this episode, they were all imaginary. Is I think the the main
1: thing that. Yeah, that no, that yes, that I can yes, that I agree with. But yeah, there's something else that to that that I'll I'll bring up. Yeah, we'll get yeah we'll uh, get that Again, no, okay, we jump. Yeah, that kind of that makes me buy more into it than I think initially I was I was leaning
0: because on. of the well I mean because of the premise and structure of this episode, it's hard to do chronologically without you yeah, know sure. explaining yeah, because, it. So, yeah because
1: yeah because a lot of stuff we're we're right. you know going through is just, it turns out exactly. to not be real. So right. I,
0: I will I will
2: say there is a telling line in the um, last seat herb I guess this. A few episodes ago, when they first meet Princess, and she sa- she has a line where she says, "You guys are real, right?" And it's like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, this, this is not the first time." And she's <laughs> just kind of over- yes. yeah, she's over an imagination, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I think I think the recap on this may be a little more abstract than than we normally do, but um, but yeah, essentially, she's she gets they all they all get separated. She gets put in the rail car, and I mean, because there's, there's a lot of convenient things that happen, right? Like there just happens to be a you know big enough hole that she can communicate with with Yumiko and Yumiko's responses are very like like not very interactive like it's very much like you again to kind of give credence to the fact that Yumiko's not really there she's responding mm-hmm. like princess would expect she was because she knows she got whacked in the head and mm-hmm. it it just, you know, again, it kind of plays out that she's, that Yumiko's slowly kind of losing her faculties or, like, passing out or, you know, kind of like anybody with a head injury, right? They tell you, don't, like, don't go to sleep. Like, if you get a concussion or something like that, don't go to sleep for, you know, what is it, six or eight hours and, you know, that kind of thing. And so Yumiko's well, like, you know, talk to me and don't, you know, don't, don't, you know, hey, don't do anything stupid, but keep talking to me.
3: The other thing, too, is... At one point, there's all this sunlight pouring in through the slats of the the and stuff, and when she's looking through that hole, there, not only do we not see Unico at any point, there's no shadows moving in there. There is nothing. I'm like, right. there's nobody in there,
1: right? Here. So, yeah. Um, but she, she, of course, she gets a splinter as she's she's pulling at the wood, um and then she kind of relates this story about her past and so she had an abusive stepfather who um when she got hurt her her you know father her stepfather just basically said it was her fault her mother didn't you know and said oh you're going you need to go out eat in the garage by yourself her mother didn't didn't back her up and basically said well you i guess you can just go out to dinner um if you don't want to go out there um and and so she we again we kind of get more of this backstory and kind of dive a little deeper into why she has some of the issues that she that she has, um, and then she she thinks okay the Commonwealth people are coming to get y- Yukio um, or Yumiko. Why do I keep saying Yukio Yumiko? Um, and then she starts rece- one of the things I guess is it's a coping mechanism I'm assuming or or one way to kind of. Um, she deals with maybe trying to keep a grasp of reality. If she starts yeah. reciting the U.S. capitals in alphabetical mm-hmm. order, um, and, and she starts going through them until she kind of gets to a point where she feels like she's kind of back in control or having grips with with her situation, I thought I thought right. that was that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, then we cut fast forward to the next morning and she finds conveniently a loose piece of plywood at the back of the at the other side of the of the rail car, which has a big old hole in it. Um, and she gets out. And this time she actually this s- happens
0: to be princess size. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes, just, just big yeah. enough for
1: her to sneak out. Um, and she talks to Eugene and she's like, come on, you know, we got to we, we got to help. We got to get Yumiko, We got to get out of here. And Eugene you know is like no what are you doing like you you her perceived uh uh what she perceives eugene keeps telling her no you know don't and, and it's kind of interesting because if you if you really analyze it it and i noticed again i noticed this in the episode but after the Yumiko bit i'm like okay she's i think she's hallucinating these people it sounds like eugene but it didn't sound like eugene i don't know if no. you guys caught that that it was just a little bit like almost like a like a like like they cloned eugene but it didn't like it right. didn't it didn't work right <laughs> you know
4: it the same with Exiguo, right? He, yes. it actually sounded like how you Kinda. It's like uh, 90% is.
1: Ezekiel. <laughs> the
2: Ezekiel one was clear to me as far as, like, we'll get there, but, like, when he popped up on that roof, I was yeah. like, well, that seems off. But then, yes. like, I, the episode did a good job of convincing me to like, okay, I'll go along with this. But then I was like, okay, no, it is a trick.
0: So, yeah, once he <laughs> batmans his way in there, I'm like, wait a minute, isn't he yeah, dying he of super cancer? And- yeah. yeah, all, I mean, how's, yeah. He, how's he doing all this Batman crap? I thought he was yeah. dying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's like ninety sure. percent Eugene, but not Eugene, but but enough of Eugene that that you kind of get like,
0: it. It's like I, the, he's like the Sunny D version to the Orange Jeff, yeah, exactly, Eugene, right?
1: exactly. Um,
0: my question in some of this is,
2: I mean, they've been together like a week, I guess, right? Riding E T bikes and like having adventures or whatever, trying to get here. Is that mm, that's I'm that, sure? Exactly, that two
1: example.
2: weeks. Yeah, it's um,
3: there at one point I met them a week.
2: Yeah, she says, it like, a week ago, right? So, I I mean, I get, I mean, it, granted, she hasn't had, like, people in her life for a while. I just, like, she seems so intense about Yumiko, and, like, I get she felt guilty and whatnot. Just, like, she was acting as if we'd been, like, watching her for ten seasons with these characters. Like, I can't leave my
1: friends! And yeah. It's like,
2: okay. Was, uh, I get we're taking a little bit of shortcuts. Like, I, I, I can forgive it. It's not, like, mm-hmm. beating on me on this, but it's, it's just, like she's really intense about this thing. <laughs> it's like, it's not like yeah. you, well,
4: you if you, I mean, you, well. you go into it thinking, uh, I don't know, like she's been through all this kind of stuff before, and she's yeah. she's kind of weird, weirded people out, probably prior to this, the, to the... Uh,
2: and they're more accepting of, I mean, yeah, I get it.
4: You get uh, it, yeah.
2: So the idea
3: that She's been let down by women in her life. Her mother probably let her be abused and all of these other things. And she's probably, I, I don't know, but I just get the sense that she has not had good people in her life at all. And and Yumiko, the, our group, is the first one probably in a long time to not just show interest in her but be nice to her. And then what happened with Yumiko, she feels guilty from. So, like, she now feels this... I mean, you see it when she tries to escape later, you know?
4: You know, or she met people, and it's been a... You know, so far it's okay, and then she does a... She weirds out, like she did with the soldier later on in the episode, and they yeah. kind of don't even want to be around her after that.
3: I mean, the whole thing is, is it's hard
4: to rationalize
3: actions of somebody that is... has. Issues that are causing them irrational behavior that they can't reason their way out of.
0: So. She alludes a lot of times to how long she was alone, though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, this is like her coping mechanism. And she's like, for some reason, attached to our group, you know, in this kind of way. So it's kind of, she's kind of integrated them into that. You know? I thought it was an interesting choice for I mean, writing-wise,
1: anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. so she finally Eugene's not going to play ball she needs to get to get back into there like they're coming for him so she goes back in um, and then uh, she gets she gets back in the in the box car <clears throat> and then they come for her and then they take her she gets completely stripped down and it looks like hosed off like it looks like she, she's showered or at least been been washed or something like that right Um, and then they start asking her some questions, and then they show her she's got her clothes back on, and she's sitting there in front of conceivably the leader of this of this group. But again, they 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 take the stylistic choice. You never see this guy's face. It's mm-hmm. all done, which I thought was I thought it was very well shot. Like, yeah. um, you know, he stayed in shadow where you you can't really make out his full facial features. Um, and he he asks you know questions, and she just she just doesn't doesn't want to answer. Um yeah. and
4: she doesn't make a point of, of of as Eugene saying to herself, "Oh, I messed up again."
1: Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so then she go she doesn't want to cooperate and he ends up whacking her in in the in the mouth. And so again, now she's had two injuries that take her back to a very difficult time in her life. Like but when she 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 mentioned you know a, earlier about the the splinter and then her stepdad and you know she mentioned you know he she he hit her in the mouth so bad it almost broke her jaw and so mm-hmm. once again she gets hit in the face again right. um, and then they put her back in the in the trailer and so she tries to call call out to you uh, to Yumiko and gets no response then she goes to to she leaves out the back goes to check on Eugene. And he's not there and she sees the, what looks like cut, um, zip ties, um, out in the, in the trailer. Um, and then she goes back into her, her, uh, boxcar and then boom, this is Ezekiel opens up the hatch, it jumps down. Um, and you know, Ezekiel's like, like, come on, like we gotta, you know, we, we, you know, we got, we, we can't just, just stay here and, uh. The, the the one line I got from this where, the, where they kind of have this back and forth exchange is uh, when Princess looks at him, and she goes, I know they're your friends, but you don't have to be an asshole about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just thought that was a funny line. Um, uh, and then, you know, as they're arguing over over what they can do at that point, one of the guards comes in um, with with a with a machine gun. And uh, the next thing you know, Ezekiel knocks out the knocks out the guard and the guard. <laughs> Um tries to convince him that you know he's he's a rookie look like look, look the rifle's empty and um he uses the empty rifle trick when she goes to check on it um as a as a uh, as a means to attack him uh and then th- what looks like them getting the upper hand on him um and then it looks like Ezekiel is just going off on this guy and just beating the crap out of him and then it just kind of cuts you know you we get the weird you know, cuts and the blood splatter, and then she looks down at her hands, and then we find out that Ezekiel's not there at all. Um that it's it's uh um it's been her the whole time. Yeah da, it's da, been her da, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. um yeah so we find we find out that that's uh that, that that's that's what that's what's going on. Um yes. and that it's all her and then uh so she has the rifle she ties the guy up she uh, escapes out the back um and she's tempted to make a run for it and th- i i thought this scene was really really well done where she goes to the gate and Ezekiel's on the other gate with the two zombies that are dressed up like yeah. the conductor and the and the engineer or the the mm-hmm. the caboose you know uh guy and like he's got his arm around him and he's having this conversation um and, you know, she's trying to focus on the, you know, the, the, you know, he, he, he's kind of acting like her conscious to say, like, look, everybody, you know, these are, you know, you don't, you don't know any of these people and everybody around you has just mistreated you and been bad. And then she starts to focus on the good people in her life. Um And that, you know, hey, they weren't all bad. Like some of them were good. And like, you know, this person was good. And and these other people were, were actually good. Um and you know that she can't she can't leave these people that she's just met behind that they that there's a good chance that they're part of the you know the good and not the bad. Um, I thought I thought it was a pretty pretty cool sequence. Um, so she goes back the 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 guards you know sitting there with the handcuffs. She takes off the handcuffs and as she's doing the handcuffs, the splinter that she has gets popped loose from her from the 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 handcuff when the guy pulls away. Um, and then she tries to bargain with him Cause he's like, look, I'm, he tries to tell her like, I'm in trouble because of what happened. Like you got the, you got one up on me. I was on probation. I'm just a rookie. Like I'm nobody. And they're going to see that I got the crap beat out of me and get and you know, all this happened and and I'm done. And so, she tries to, she also goes through and says like hey it must be the confined space because i have like you know ptsd and you know you, she kind of goes through all of her her issues that she has um and that she struggles with um which i thought was interesting cuz she's kind of like self-aware of the fact that you know sometimes sometimes folks have illness and they don't realize they're ill mm-hmm. she seems to understand like no, she's she's aware of the fact that that she has some issues. Um, so I I thought that was interesting. Um,
2: just a quick aside, yeah. <laughs> because the episode's called Splinter. I would have had that thing out of my finger, so I would not be. I would not have gone to sleep with a splinter in my finger like that. I would have, I I would have been picking at it and getting it right. The, it's a, it was a big splinter too. It's not no, like That I was, was a big about. one. Yes. <laughs> that's one where it's like. Nope. No, I'm not. I'm just going to sit here and just let it be in my finger. I'm getting that thing out of there. But, uh, but she got it out, out from handcuffs somehow. I guess so yes.
1: <laughs> um, so she tries to bargain with him and is like, like, look, um, you know, you can you can just tell him like I got the jump on you and that you know you were able to you know get back at me and and he's like no and she's like okay well what if I answer the questions and so it's interesting you know we know that like from way back in the show Rick and his group have the questions right there's the three mm-hmm. questions they ask and they gauge everybody's answers. It seems like every society or every group they come across has their has has their own um, interpretation or their own like they they have their own questions they ask you know. Um,
4: isn't that kind of what we? I mean, every job we've had, any structured job, any kind of thing you join, isn't that the thing? It just asks you questions over and over again. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, they also you know they aggressively packed her into a thing and hit her a few times. So, I mean, it's a little different. Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> give or take.
1: I mean, that's, <laughs> and I've, I've had
0: rough for job interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All
1: yeah. Um, so she answers the questions about you know, look, I've known them for a week. This you know, these are their names. You know, but the you know, these are you know, good people. Um, the the interesting thing, so, um. Anyway, he he she he says, "Okay, great." He pulls up the little um, thing over his face to cover all the blood. Opens the door, puts on the you know puts on his helmet, opens up the door, and says, "Okay, you know I we're good. I got I got what I needed." So clearly, this was all a ploy mm-hmm. um, to get the information out of her they wanted, um, and that's kind of how th- like it literally ends that way. It's just like boom, we open up and we see. Eugene Ezekiel and Yumiko and they're standing there with hoods over their head and then just as as princess tries to figure out what's going on they put a hood over her head and that's where the episode ends Um, the the one thing real quick I was going to say about the the what parts are real and what parts are not real um, the one thing that had me questioning was the fact that it was clear that she didn't she didn't answer questions that they wanted answers to so at some point they asked her some questions um but the fact that the guy like we never saw his face the other thing is when they sent her back she she didn't have all of her like she didn't have her goggles and stuff back like when she when she was sitting there uh in the in the interview um uh like when he was interviewing her and then when she was talking to Ezekiel after she got back she didn't have um, the goggles on, and then at the very at at, at the when she she was um, dealing with the um, uh, the soldier, and then went out like to, uh, to grab the rifle and left to escape. She had the goggles on, so mm-hmm. it, it made me think that like she was never stripped down and watered and hosed down. Like maybe that part was like her. I don't
4: think that was real because you you noticed the soldier. They made it look like almost comedic the way he stared, he leered at her. As she was.
3: Just that. I mean, that is very similar to, like, if you're taken into a, a shelter or a kid's home or prison or anything like that, they're going to take you through, strip you down, they're going to, I mean, that that is kind of the thing, and I'm sure with her past, she probably has experienced that going into a group.
4: Oh, I'm sure. So I'd or guess. an asylum, if she, if she had to go into read, you know, some form of uh, mental institution.
2: Uh, I mean, I honestly, I just say the goggles thing is like she, you know, I don't necessarily think it's some kind of continuity mistake. She could have just had them on her, but not like wearing, like just attached to her hip or on a you know, on her coat or something, and then just moved them around or whatever random excuse you can make for it. I don't think it's a. Way to justify a completely fictional scene that somehow happened. I think the interrogation was there.
3: On top of that, did it look like any of the others had been showered or anything? We didn't see them,
2: so we wouldn't know.
1: Yeah, we only saw them when they had hoods on their heads. And that's a day later, I mean, after they had it dry.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think part of that scene was real and part of it wasn't. Some of it was her in her head coping, probably imagining things to avoid the questions, things
1: like that.
0: Well, that's what happens when you have an unreliable narrator.
1: That's right. Yep. Anyway, I, I guess I,
0: we'll I, have to wait and
1: see. Yes, yeah. we'll have to wait and see what 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 comes. But interesting episode. I thought it was a, a good way to get some more insight into into Princess. Just um, to, to
2: back up a bit, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think they send the soldier into that train car. At random, I think they do it because they tried to interview her once and it didn't work, so they mm-hmm. sent to soldier. No,
1: well that makes sense. Sure, I, yeah. They, I mean, I, I feel like I
2: I, 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 I'm not trying to get passionate about this, but I, I feel like it's fairly clear that yes, there was a this part. The only thing that's hallucinatory is the is her friends. I think that's the only thing that didn't happen in this episode.
1: Gotcha. Like, okay,
2: the presence of them. I, yeah, they, no, i
1: Yeah, I, I totally buy that. Easily. All right, so what do since since we're at the end of the episode and wrapping up, uh, what what do we give Buster's for this week's episode? Rich, let me let you go first.
3: Um, oh, I mean, it, it was again like, I've been saying each week with these extra episodes, you know, it's it's what it's what they're giving us with what they can do and. It was interesting. I mean it, it 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 I it made me think a little bit after the episode was over with. We had a good discussion here about it. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was anything super great or anything, but I would say pretty middle of the road. So, I'd give it a 3.
1: Aaron?
2: I'm surprised you're that low. I thought this was a really good episode. Another really strong one. I'm at a, I'm like a I guess a 4. Busters like it's a really strong character episode. Gets its Job done as far as letting the um, I just had her name up the actress um, pa- Paolo Lazaro, like let her give a chance to shine um, take the it's still not like breaking the format very much from like what The Walking Dead is but it does something with it as far as giving us that hallucinatory thing which we've gotten what once with the Rick on the phone. I mean uh, that's stuff. That's that's stuff. that's you know that's a little bit ambitious, and I, I I thought the performance was really strong. I think that went a long way as far as giving me something to work with here. That's a little different. Uh, so no, I'm of four busters. I like this episode,
1: Mister Dietz? I give this a
0: four, and I'll tell you why. I uh, I was really hoping this, this little pocket mini season here that they would really like maybe take some chances and do some cool and interesting things, and maybe give us some more like. Uh, Less wrote I guess um uh, episodes you know and we've gotten a little bit of that last week's was good along that line and I think this week too with the writing and uh, the the way they told the story and stuff was interesting um I almost wish they'd, they'd go a little further in that direction and take a few more chances and kind of be a little more daring but um I really liked the perfor- uh the performances it was it was an interesting uh uh well a twist so I'll give it a four.
1: Mr. Taylor, I
4: really enjoyed it. I mean, I I dug into I dug how they uh, got into her uh, psyche, and we learned a little bit more about her background. I think, yeah, these little episodes that they were doing, you know. I, the, this is one of the best examples of, of doing this is so we can, you know, learn about these these characters that are especially the new ones. Um, and I liked how they did it and how you learned, you know, that it was hallucinations and all of that kind of stuff. And she was excellent in it. Like, uh, she's, uh, she's done plays before and you can tell that she's a theater actor because she was able to pull that off all by herself. You know, do, she was like almost doing a, a, a solo monologue. Um, and I just love it. I love uh, watching actors do that a lot of times. So I give it a, a three and a half. Uh, I really had a good time with it.
1: Uh, I'll give it a four. Also, I'll kind of mirror what uh, Aaron, you and you and Jim said, I, I, I really dug it. I think, um, I I think, again given given some room to do things outside the the norm like this is this is a good way to to kind of expand on that character um in a way they probably wouldn't be able to do in the in the regular season so the fact that we got this uh, this little detour into her her psyche and give us a little bit more um with her i think is 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 nice cuz especially you know, heading into the to the final season, you know, we're, there's there's only going to be so many episodes where she'll have the ability to appear. Um, so it was nice to get a little, little, you know, get her ironed out. So that's what we think. Um, but what t- did the Facebook group say over at facebookcom slash groups slash podcast, Jim Deets.
0: Well, I do want to call, put out the call to our friends and friends and odds and ends who are part of the Facebook group we got a whopping three uh reviews this week and this is a mainline walking dead show i'm kind of surprised by that
2: you step it up uh it's march madness jim people are a little more preoccupied <laughs> march basketball Mar- oh ba- basketball's happening
0: oh okay i didn't know about basketball i'm sorry
2: and there's four hours of justice league to watch so it's like when am i gonna have time to watch uh, walking dead? <laughs> tell me about it and, tell me uh,
3: about that one soldier
2: yeah, that was only like an hour, 45 okay. minutes. You can, you can watch uh, two Walking Deads and two Captain America when to- it's soldiers uh, in that amount of
0: time. Crazy. Uh, we start with David The Third. Five nurse, nurse ratchets out of five cuckoo's nests. Uh, Princess was way out there in this one, and that made my night. While I thought she was cray through most of the beginning, that twist was nicely surprising. I'm still on the fence how I feel about all the people magically showing up outside the car door. In the short period of time, she returned to the car from the fence unless she never left the car to begin with, I guess, still deserves the five. Uh, Mike Jones, easily a five out of five imaginary friends. What I thought this episode was going to be was nothing like I what I just watched. I don't know if she imagined Yumiko and Eugene or maybe all of it. My guess is she never was outside of the train car all those times because they wouldn't just leave a door there. Was uh, the interrogation, the way we saw it, I'm second-guessing everything. Uh, Princess obviously had a very hard childhood and upbringing. She's such a great addition to the show that I hope we see a lot more of her. And finally, Richard Charrington uh, chimed in. Five, waiting for Ewoks to come running out of the woods. Out of five. Uh, As someone who currently suffers from mental health issues, I can totally relate to this episode. Uh, Kudos for The Walking Dead to show it in a lighthearted way towards the end. Would have been even funnier if she had imagined Darth Vader standing out with the stormtrooper-looking guards. Or better yet, like, you know, the Hollywood, uh, or the outside, the Chinese theater version of Darth Vader, like the off, off trademark Darth Vader, maybe dark helmet. Yes. Dark invader.
1: All right. Well, thanks. Uh, those of you that left a comment, um, we'd appreciate more comments or you could send an email, um, WDTV at com. If you don't want to leave a Facebook comment and you want to email, um, we mo- most of the time we record the episodes Monday night after they air on Sunday, so you have a full 24 hours ish, um, to get your comments to us as well as on the Facebook group. Um, so thanks, everybody, for participating there.
0: I did uh, forget to mention on the Facebook group, you can also read Aaron Newer's uh, weekly review of each episode of The Walking yes. Dead. There's a link there to WeLiveEntertainment.com where he writes up a timely review, a quick and uh, speedy review of each episode. I'm getting about it right away, guys. It's awesome. You are.
1: Nice. <laughs> where else can people... See your fine work, Mister north
2: Oh, I'm all over the place. You can find everything I write um, about movies over at We Live Entertainment. I'm also writing at Why So dot com. Occasional work at Variety, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Plus, I host a podcast which tomorrow, at the time this recording celebrates its 10 year anniversary. Um, so, wow congratulations! Christ. I know, right? Congrats, We've been doing this for 10 years. It's ridiculous. That's uh, great. It's called out now there in an a we talk about movie release on the uh, on a weekly basis Tune in for our our very long Justice League episode we have coming out uh to uh, iTunes or podcast distributor near you
1: and since I almost forgot you last week Jim Dietz, you can go next <laughs>
0: You catch me every week on Nothing's All and Mr. Daryl Taylor, except this week I was a little under the weather. I'm sorry about that. Uh, But we uh, talk about the uh, week in TV and movie and entertainment news in our own uh, uh, goofy and shenanigan-filled way. You can listen to that there at the thetaylornetworkpodcast.com. You can also listen to uh, The Players Club. we just recorded a new one, and I have been remiss in passing it on to Mr. Taylor, but I will very shortly. Um, and you'll be able to listen to that probably this week. Uh, we talked about uh, the big takeover, uh, a lot of video game news this week. Microsoft taking over Bethesda, uh, Roblox going public for skidillions of dollars, mm-hmm. all kinds of fun video game news. Uh, check that out on The Players Club. Also, at the thetaylornetworkpodcast.com.
1: Mr. Taylor uh well
4: you're Jim already uh, said one of the places you could find me at also uh on Gotham by Geeks uh, which I record with Russ also uh every week and uh, you can look at Taylor network Taylor network of podcasts to catch all the podcasts that
1: are on the network Mr. Toad.
3: Oh, you can get me at my GeoCity site or my Microsoft. right. Uh, all the socials at Chubby Zero One, and then
0: occasionally over on the Taylor Network on DC. Follow his group on, on Usenet.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Alt dot rec dot binary dot Chubby Cake. Chubby Yeah. <laughs>
0: X- .xxx420xxx.angelfire.com <laughs> <dot>. <laughs> Right, there you go, there you go. That's cool. Uh, now the mirror link is...
1: <laughs> oh. A-l- AOL keyword chubto. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, now, you got it. now you got it. All right, so All right, until there's no more... Yeah, until there's no more room in hell and the dead, walk the earth. Don't leave your splinters in. Get, get your splinters out. Then that's just that's just an infection waiting to happen, especially after there's no more room in Hell and Dead walking the earth, because you don't want to die from a splinter infection. That that's just silly.
0: And uh, you know, two choose company with both princesses the crowd.
1: Yes. <laughs> Good night, everybody.